Welcome to Cultivating Authentic Universal Energy, exploring energy through mediumship, psychic abilities, Reiki, crystals, and more. This podcast is created based on the concept that everything is energy, everything and everyone are connected. Your hosts are Lisa Milleraces and Michelle Belcastro. Lisa has written about her psychic medium awakening and is comfortable with many facets of energy. Lisa believes energy work is very exciting and should be embraced in a safe way. Michelle grew up as a sensitive, intuitive, and now creates a safe space for community to gather and develop their spiritual talents. Their two unique perspectives are joined to assist listeners of all levels to broaden their understanding. This will be a series of podcasts that will enhance and fine-tune our energetic connections. Hello, I'm Lisa Miliaracis. And I'm Michelle Belcastro. How's it going? (laughs) It's going. You know how uh, things happen. That kind of like inspire us to have conversations. Yeah, that. So... um, I was on my way home from the gym this morning, and I'm, I was inspired by the fog. I know, right? You're just looking at me like... <laughs> hey, it's all good. It's all good. Inspiration <clears throat> comes in many ways and shapes. and It does. So, um, you know, I've been in a couple of car accidents in, in the past, and, you know, the, when it's happened, the weather has been fine. Um, so, like, I knew that as I was driving today, my guides were teaching me. They were kind of leading my, leading me down a path so we could have this discussion. And it's kind of like this. I'm leaving the gym and I'm getting ready to pull out onto a major road, but it was so foggy that I was like literally afraid to do it because I I was just afraid that someone wasn't going to have their lights on and I wasn't going to be able to see. So I decided to take a slightly longer path go onto the road via a traffic light. So I wait. That's a smart decision, actually. <laughs> I try. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm waiting there, and I'm thinking, wow, I could be super irritated right now because it's, it's taking longer, and if I just pulled out, whatever, whatever, I'd already be down the road. Mm-hmm. But those few moments kind of gave me an opportunity to like have that internal conversation in my head. But then the light turns green and I turn onto this major road and it was like I just literally drove into pea soup. For like less than a quarter of a mile, I couldn't see anything. My heart starts pounding and I'm I'm seeing just enough to know that people are pulling from like another major road onto this one. And I'm like, how are they doing that? How can they see? Right. Like how reckless are these people? This is a big conversation going on. I get to the same spot and recognize that the fog was not there where people were pulling into into traffic. So I was like, ooh, wow. Okay, things are truly not always what they seem. That's that's really (laughs) that's excellent. And we just got here. And you are pulling some cards, and you get that synchronicity card. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I really did feel like this was kind of a metaphor for not only what I'm going through, but mm-hmm. what a lot of people go through. 
you you cannot see the whole picture. You right. can't see always the different perspectives. So let me continue. I am driving down the road. There's not a whole lot of fog. I get ready to turn. Uh, I come around this corner and literally there is just this wall of fog all over again. My heart starts racing because I'm, I'm just always afraid, you know, that someone is going to do something silly. You have to be cautious, especially here in Florida. It's crazy the way that you are. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, all right, take your time. You get home when you get home. It's not like you're racing anywhere. Right, right. You don't have to be anywhere right this second. So I'm like, okay, I go into a conservative mode. Blah, 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 just driving down the street. Fog clears. Okay, can pick up speed a little bit. Next thing I know, fog comes back down. I'm like, wow, this is like, it really feels like my spiritual path sometimes. And you and I have talked about this, where I feel like I'm on the edge of a preface. Yeah, that word. Cliff. (laughs) How about cliff? (laughs) Precipice. And, um... Like, you, you know that you have to take a step. You know that the next thing is a step, but you can't see what it is. And it, it just honestly felt like, as crazy as it sounds, this whole drive in and out of the fog and my, my heart's reaction and my brain and this whole conversation that's going on was really just this big story about my spiritual journey. And I think many people's spiritual journeys. But part of that makes more sense knowing that in the prior day or so, you were having some twists and turns in your head about your current path. So when you had this experience, you took that as a coachable moment, a teachable moment from spirit, as that synchronicity showing you to take another look at those perspectives. And it makes 100% sense to me. Um, actually feel the energy in my hands with that as we're even speaking about it. And a, a great topic uh, to bring to the public to know that sometimes we are walking in the fog. We don't always know what other people's perspectives are as they we disagree with them for something or another, or mm-hmm. we disagree with an organization for what they're presenting to us. I mean, God knows we're, we're, people are not on the same page today in our society, but it wouldn't it be nice if we could all get along enough to look at each other's perspectives to come to some kind of agreement, you know? Uh, absolutely. So it makes perfect sense in that respect and also in perfect sense when you're looking about intuition and trying to trying to focus on your spiritual guidance and your inspirations and your intuition. There's many times that we have exercises where we close our eyes so that we can try and sense things around us from another perspective. So it kind of like brings it all the way around. Absolutely, all the way around. So can you think of other areas in your life where um, we kind of feel like we're in a fog? Oh, heck yeah. I mean, (laughs) so um, sometimes just with having a business, right, Mm -hmm. you can't see beyond like what you're doing you don't know what the the outcomes are going to be or okay I'm going to massage school what is that gonna even look like for me in the future yeah and with business it's a big one because you are up to the public when you're providing services as far as you know 
how much income you're going to create from that business. You have to trust the flow, trust the the energy and all of that. Yeah. And and I feel like I'm blindfolded, like literally blindfolded all the time with that. Mm-hmm. I have to do my best in the moment, you know, kind of tying things in from our last conversation, like having to be super present. Right. And kind of like even bring in that whole fog metaphor again. I can't worry about what's ahead of me. Right. I can only worry about what I'm doing right now to the best of my ability. Sure. We plant the seeds of co-creation with what it is we want to do, and then we stay present and take those small action steps towards it. That's really basically all that you can do or that you should do because as you start to focus on the past, you're kind of messing yourself up because you're creating more of what you didn't want back into your life. And if you focus on the future too much, you're putting you're putting some uh, some hesitations and blocks to not allow it to manifest in your experience. So yeah, you're 100% right on, right on target. But the thing is, it's not always an easy practice to do. No, it, it's actually pretty frightening at times. Yeah. It, it really is. Um, we've, we've talked about not just like our baby steps, our action steps, but stepping with faith. You know, faith in whatever, whatever you want to call it, the universe, God, sure. um, that you really are on your correct path. Right. And there really is no wrong decision there, because if you're following that guidance and the inspiration, we're always learning on that journey. And to have that unwavering faith, it's really, um, it's a must in this, in this type of work that we do. Well, and in the world as it is or as yes. it seems right now. I mean, it, I mean, I can say it's a must, but I can't force other people to do it. It's a, it's an encouragement, you know, f- for them. Um, as we read different practices, whether they be the Ho'oponopono or the Four Agreements that you recently suggested, I read that book and it was really good. Um, I see so many similarities about, and even in past life regression or of releasing the past. Because as we release the past, we release some of those fears and attachments to it, look at things from a higher perspective and able to move forward. And similarly, when you have channelings from people that were here in um, maybe say a mother or a father that maybe they were strict or stern when they were here on the earth plane, from their current perspective and the other side, they look at things differently because they've gone through a life review to see what their words, deeds, and actions did for themselves and others. And they now, from a different perspective, see that they were too judgmental or they were too fixated on not being diverse enough. And maybe they were racist or whatever. They, they, so they look from different perspectives and then they find that healing takes place. So, I mean, that's a roundabout thing and many different topics, but it's just going to say that the perspective and looking at things from that higher perspective and staying present is, is a best way, best practice to go. So super funny that you're talking about like a higher perspective, because mm-hmm. one of the other aha moments that I had as I was driving home in the fog was, have you ever been in the mountains when it's like all foggy, like somewhat below you. And all you can see is like the horizon above the fog. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that like, so I have a very, very dear friend who occasionally will take me up to her parents' house 
up in North Carolina and it's like around the Smoky Mountains. So you get up on their mountain at their homestead and you look out and there's mountains and there's all of this fog and sometimes you'll see like the sun still above the fog. Oh, that sounds beautiful. It is just such an incredible perspective because, you know, if you were driving on the roads below with all of this fog, you'd be like, oh man, like <laughs> there's not enough light in this world right now to mm-hmm. make me feel safe to navigate this. But as you shift your perspective, those couple of thousand feet up, um, you see this wondrous beauty that you couldn't even begin to imagine was there. I love that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a perfect way of, of putting this all together, actually. Yeah. So uh, it, was, <laughs> it was an interesting drive home, mm-hmm. like to be able to pull all of these little threads um, and I, I guess it really does boil down to the fact that I was listening. I was in a spot of actually really listening and connecting with my guides this morning that I could get so much out of a 12-minute drive from the gym home. <laughs> yeah, and somebody else might have had a little road rage, you know, but thank God you were present, staying there, yeah. listening. And and again, you you took this experience and you had such an aha moment from it. Yeah, and, and that goes to show that it could be anything that's happening in your life. If you're paying attention and you're listening to it, you can put the, the, put the pieces together, the puzzle. Yeah. So I want to bring something else up. And, and I'm not suggesting that we meditate when we drive. Right. But that was about as much of a meditative type experience. You were in receiving mode. I was. So... Just as an example, we can we can be in that spot. You're still aware of what's going on around you, but you're just you're not paying attention to your nerves. You're just being in that receiving mode. Yeah. Focusing on breath, trying to calm down. Yeah. And I mean when I say to people, listen, you can do you can meditate when you're doing the dishes. Right, right. This is like a perfect example. Like if I can safely receive messages while I'm driving, which I really don't recommend. Yeah, but how many times I have people that have had validations when they're driving because for whatever reason they're relaxing yeah. in the car. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of funny. A lot of times before and after sleep, when you're in the bathroom and when you're in the car. Yeah. <laughs> That's when people are relaxing. Yeah. That's their me time. Sometimes they'll put on their audio books. Exactly. And like... Exactly. When I was commuting to Tampa every day, mm-hmm. that, that totally was downtime. It was, you know... Right. So, cool. So you mentioned um, some of the cards that we drew this morning. And I wanted to point out to you, because you pulled the new beginning card, that we're in spring and we're in airy season. And it is the perfect time for new beginnings. It is. And, you know, I always find that there's inspiration, new ideas come up. How, you know, I'm, I'm always finding new ideas on how to teach or new examples to use and following the crumbs or inspirations of things that are in my experience. Yeah. So I do like that. I do like this time of year. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you have Easter. you got Passover. you got all these holidays that talk about spring and new beginnings and then people having babies and, and uh, celebrating. There are a lot of weddings this time of year and communions. It's all a, a lot of beautiful traditions. 
So one of the cards that I pulled this morning was Spirit Animal and thanking the animal kingdom for blessing my path with love. So um, the spring holidays, there are a lot of babies out. And I was sitting on my porch the other day after school, just chilling out with my, my kitty cats. And I got up and I noticed this little baby bunny. Oh, how cute. Just hanging out just outside my screen enclosure. I think mama had left baby to do whatever she needed to do. And she felt like where she left baby was safe. Funny. I noticed the baby bunny. My cats did not notice baby bunny. And I kept an eye on baby for a while until it got dark. Um, of course, I, I, I had to check in with the baby. Baby was calm, like content. To Is there just, only one baby? Usually they have more. It, just one baby was sitting there. I'd so, be afraid of the hawks. She was very well protected where, mm -hmm. where she was left. Um, like kind of backed up to the side of my house with um, two sides of the fence really close right, right. and some plants. I, and I just, I was, it just made me think of it with this card that, nice. it, again, you know, a gift, <coughs> a gift me. from the animal kingdom of the beauty of new beginnings. Well, I always laugh when you get that card because you talk to the animals. Yes. On a regular basis. Yes. And, and it's funny because I have found lately that some of the animals have been so surprised and so startled by, by me talking to them that they freak out. I had two black snakes on my porch the other day intertwined in a plant. And I couldn't understand why my cats were like all up in this plant, like what's going on, what's going on. I had to shoo the, them away. And of course, these they were long Black snakes. I'm assuming that they were probably going to lay some eggs. So what's up with your deck? It keeps attracting all these critters. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, once I was able to safely get the snakes to move, and they did not do that willingly. So did you do it through mental telepathy, talking to them? I tried. Or did you get a stick? <laughs> I ended up getting a broom. A broom? I, I did end up getting a broom because they were adamant they were not leaving, and I was adamant that they were not welcome. Only because of the safety of my pets. Sure. You know? Like, my property is a safe haven, but mm, not if you're invading... Sure. My, me and mine. <laughs> right, right, right. So, boundaries. <laughs> boundaries is a good thing. Also, energetic boundaries are good. Yeah. Which brings up a change of topic, but I, I was in a, a group, uh, doing a group session this past weekend, and one of the ladies brought up something that has come up periodically from other people as well. It talks about boundaries because she gets interruptions from spirit all day long. Mm. And I said, you need to set some boundaries. I learned from a very young child when I would get spirit um, bringing themselves close to my, my being. I was like four years old to my bed. I would, you know, as a kid, say, go to the closet because they were too close to my being and they would go. When this woman was talking about how she gets constantly interrupted during the day, I said, well, 
if you have a steady practice of meditation, you can give them that time to come to you through your guides. You don't have to, you know, openly say, I'm going to openly speak to whatever's around me because you have to have a self-care and a practice. But you create a boundary and you create a time that you can have that communication that will come. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's just the advice I would give to somebody like that or to anybody else who's listening who has interruptions. So I don't know if that works with snakes and bunnies, but it definitely works with spirits. <laughs> it, maybe it would work with snakes and bunnies, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I find yeah. the dead are much easier than the living, so. <laughs> yeah, and, and snakes, they can be so protective, right? Because people view them in a nasty way, probably. I was, tr- trust me, I was trying to be very polite. Mm-hmm. And they were having nothing of it. I, I literally, like, drew them a map. This is the way you leave. This is the easiest, safest way to, for you to physically navigate this landscape. So how do we look at this from another perspective? We're all stubborn. We all have free will. <laughs> we do have free will. Yes, right? yes. Right? So even if we are given this road map... Mm-hmm. to navigate from where we are to where we could go for freedom right? or whatever. Whatever our, our desire is. Yeah. Um, we don't have to do it the easy way. No, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> and, and one of these snakes did it a little, a lot easier than the other one. Mm-hmm. The second one, um, I got the impression it was a male and a female. The male was like... Um, peace out and like when I got him faced to the door he was like whoo see you later bye the other one struck repeatedly at the broom rolled herself up into this crazy crazy like uh knot a total knot of snake body like no and when I did get it in the doorway wouldn't release her body. She would not go. She actually fell in the crack between the... I, I would die. <laughs> no. I, I somehow managed to kind of keep myself together because, like, the whole time I'm like, I'm trying to help you. You were so much more calm with the snake than you were with the fog. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, Yeah. So that's pretty amazing to me right there. At the, and and that's, that's great, though. Well, and I, my journey with Snake has come so far because there are times that I remember being much younger, living in the house that I'm living in now, where I would be out in my backyard, laying in a chair, reading a book, and I would get this idea that somebody was coming towards me, not knowing who it was, I would sit up, see the snake scream. The (laughs) snake would like lift its head. It would scream. And we would all go different directions. That's about right. (laughs) Yeah. So yes, the relationship between me and and snake specifically has really evolved. And I mean, I asked them, like, do you have a message for me? Because like normally they have a very specific succinct message yes yeah these guys were like uh, we are trying to have babies here can you just leave <laughs> well that was that new beginnings yeah the new beginnings in the spring so that that was a good way to bring it full circle <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was uh 
Mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't need. So to what other cards did you get there? So um, you mentioned the synchronicity one. Oh, these are good um, because we've kind of touched on this. I got the transformation card, which is being thankful for the support of transforming from my past challenges. Mm. Right. And then this one is really big. Mm, this is helping me to understand the process of forgiveness. And I think, <clears throat> I know for me, forgiveness of self is really hard. And I think that that's for everybody. It is. And the forgiveness is so powerful. And in all the practices that we look, it's like a very good way to, to heal, mm -hmm. you know. Well, and I, I think that the messages that I got, like with the fog this morning, that that um, lent a little bit of grace to the process, mm -hmm. right? So not only was it my, my guides talking to me, but I think they're, they were also showing me that as much as I try not to be a perfectionist, that I'm still striving and I don't need to strive so hard. Nice. Yeah. That's a good, you, you made a great, a great... <laughs> understanding from an unusual experience. I love it. <laughs> yes, the fog. <laughs> the fog and snakes. Yep. But that, that's good, though. I think we should all be aware of our surroundings and be aware of the teachings that come on, yeah, staying present. In our reactions, mm -hmm. right? So uh, real quick, one of the other things that we had talked about was how do we react to those situations where we feel like we can't step into or keep going? Like, oh, this fog is too great. I'm going to fall off the road. Um, do you take your foot off the gas, become a little more cautious? That's one choice. Continue to go with faith that even though you can't see what's in front of you very far, that you're still making that steady progress. Or choice number three because I'm not going to use the stop. Stop is not a choice. Um, <laughs> do we go faster? Do we run into what we are afraid of? It's a game time decision. It's a game time decision. It, it, it truly is. But the awareness of how you react to these things that frighten you and not being in control, uh, not being able to see what's ahead, these are things that are like innately frightening. They are. And having spirit in your face, that's, if you're a kid, that's very frightening. Absolutely. But I always go back to, we always have an internal guidance system, which you sense and you feel in your own way. Mm -hmm. Most of the time it's through our emotions, whether it's fight or flight, or, you know, those type of things. As in all of these practices, if we have a, a breath and a way to stay present, you know, before I scream and run from the snake, if I stayed present... I would take a breath and I would try and look at your surroundings, what's around you, what's available to you. And I think you must have done that <clears throat> when you were looking at the fog. You say, okay, what's done? What, what can I do? I can go and I can go to the light, to the traffic light, and then make my turn safer there. So we are rational beings, but we can also focus on, on what our guidance is telling us and try and look at that guidance without the fear. So if you start to feel the fear... Try and take a step back, take a breath, stay present, look at things from a different perspective, and see if you have an, have an option and which is the best feeling thing for you to do. Right. I always go by how it feels. Um, of course, we're not stupid people. We also have 
you know, if it's something that needs technical or something, you're going to get a little research, but you don't get stuck in the weeds in it. You just get it, the information that you need. You plant the seeds for your action step to move forward in your future. And there are times that we do not know how it's going to turn out mm-hmm. with business and things like that. You don't know what the outcome is, but you have that faith, that encouragement you get from spirit to stay on that path, to keep the doors open of the store, to keep my website open so people can book sessions. You want to have that available and and it always works out. You know, I you know, I'm, I'm an old lady now. I've seen it in my life. How, you know, sometimes you have your dark days and things look like there are just obstacles in the way. I can go on and give you many stories, of, but I don't want to bore you, of things that, that have happened. And then, you know, you keep that faith. The doors open. The fog lifts. You look at things from a different perspective. There's the avenue. And it gets taken care of. Mm-hmm. So I think that's you know, it's a good lesson and it's hard to describe in our everyday terms, but yeah, looking at them from the perspective of how they work with energy as well as how we work in the physical life. Yeah. Fog, snakes, (laughs) baby bunnies, (laughs) baby bunnies, and whatever it is that you're creating. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for letting me share my fog story. And uh... I enjoyed your fog story. <laughs> Thanks for giving it. <laughs> and I hope all of you have clear roads ahead and look at things from a beautiful higher perspective. All right. See you next time. Thank you for listening. We'd love to hear from you about your experiences. Leave us a comment below. You can find more information about Lisa and her offerings on her website, the2communicate.net. Michelle's shop is the Violet Butterfly Metaphysical Healing Center in Palm Harbor, Florida. You can find more information at thevioletbutterflymhc.com, including the online store.